Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. We are back, episode 25. Gonna go a little off topic for this one, but there's some important lessons on uh, how the world runs. <laughs> um, so the other night we were watching the uh, Netflix uh, documentary miniseries Operation Varsity Blues: The College Admission Scandal. You seen this one? I have not. I've heard about it. I kind of thought, well, that's a, am I going to commit all the way into it? Because I don't like to ch- check something out if I don't want to go all the way through it. So I haven't yet. So depending on what you thought of it, I may check it out. Well, I saw a part of it before I fell asleep, but it wasn't to its fault that I fell asleep. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> but this is about, you know, the college bribery scandal and all those cases related to that where, you know, wealthy people were paying someone to get their kids into universities. Um, you mean you can do that? Hold on. Imagine that. Not, wow. offic- not officially. No. Um, but, you know, the main character is kind of uh, Rick Singer is, is his name, and he's the one who ended up in court because he was the one accepting the money and, and uh, doing whatever it took to get the kids in, falsifying sure. documents, yeah. bribing, et cetera. Um, but I remember when these cases first started hitting the news, and, and I was amazed, but not for the reasons you might think. You weren't um, appalled by the whole idea? or I wasn't surprised at all. No, I wasn't like, either, I don't think. Like, people are outraged by this. I'm just under the assumption that this is just the way it is. <laughs> this was, yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. there's some proof now. Great, there's a court case and someone's going to go down, but to think... No, it wasn't a surprise. You're right. It, 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 I, 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 at least some of the people that feigned outrage evidently thought that that stuff could never happen in life. I'm like, yeah, I someone mean, finally got caught. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a case of resources being used to accomplish a goal uh, at its core. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you got the money and you want something um, enough. That's true. Do what it takes to get it, especially if you think the uh, consequences or chances of consequences are low relative to the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, which in this case, you know, in general, I'd say they were. God knows how long something like this went on before this guy. I mean, this is there's no way this is new. Um, but in short, what he was doing from what I saw um, for the better part of a decade, it looked like, and, and I'll know more as I watch more, but again, I doubt there's any real surprises in it. Um, wealthy individuals would pay uh, Mr. Singer a fee, 3000 4000 5000 somewhere in there, dollars, to guarantee placement of their child into you know, university of their choice. And depending on university and whatnot, uh, it's what the fee was. Pretty much, I think, what he thought he could get is what he, mm-hmm. would, he would charge. And most of this documentary, by the way, I guess, is reenactments of wiretaps um, from the investigation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's quite interesting. It's not the recordings, but yeah, it's dramatized versions of it. Um, but what he declared, you know, the way he kept phrasing it was this was the side door way to get in. So the front door way is... You know, on merit, you know, with the application. The back door was to donate to the university, um, you know, a million, two million sure. dollars. Yeah. But, but what he was in t- telling his clients, if you will, um, which apparently I guess is the truth, is a million, two million dollars to the university still, it's not guaranteeing your kid gets in there. He said it might take 10, 20 million to uh, get close to that, and wow. still there's no guarantee. 
Um, obviously, you get attention at that point, um, but they, you know, revenue comes in all the time. Sure. Um, so his was the side doors, you know, so, so for quote bargain basement prices, you know, we can guarantee your student placement. Uh, obviously you couldn't guarantee it. Um, but the, the way he went about it was kind of neat. So, um, ultimately, yeah, there, there was bribe money going on, but I mean, he would, he would falsify, he, he would recruit coaches was one of the ways. So he would build relationships with coaches that could help, you know, push students in under athletic. Uh, yeah. Well, I noticed that the, the little bit that I've watched on the news, it seemed like a lot of these cases were situations where these kids were allegedly athletes, like yeah. yachting or they were rowing or whatever it happened to be. And these kids had never done any of these sports ever. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so they, they would Photoshop and make up stuff. And yeah. then the, uh, the coach at the university would, you know, put them in the slot. So one of the coaches was interviewed, um, and I don't remember if it was the one that was guilty of anything or not, but it said basically the way it works is uh, each sport, they have a certain number of slots that, you know, they can push through or influence uh, mm-hmm. to help get those people into those programs. Um, so essentially, you know, at, at some point or another, you know, the bribe's going to cause that person to push the slot, and then they falsify all the documents to match it. And try and push them in that way, which is interesting. Again, you know, I unfair, absolutely. Surprised? No. No. Um, no, not at all. One of my first gut reactions to it was um, the private institutions, which most of them were. One of my first gut reactions, a lot of people probably won't like, was so what? Can't they let in whoever the heck they want? It's private business. True. Um, well, apparently it's not true, but... <laughs> well, I mean, um, I yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there are a lot of state universities, I suppose. No, but apparently this is not the way it's supposed to work because education is supposed to be immune to what may work in the rest of the business community and have special rules and regulations, or even if they're not rules and regulations, I, I don't know, in, in integrity, ethical things they're supposed to follow. Um. This this episode is going to make me sound like a crook here. I'm really not. I, everything I do is with integrity. But um, I do realize that uh, resources allow people to operate in a different environment uh, and get preferential treatment. I mean, hell, you want to go to Disney World, you can pay for a private guide. Mm-hmm. It's four to 700 bucks an hour. You have to book seven hours, and you get to skip every single line, go in the back doors, uh, get driven privately between whatever parks you might want to go to. Yeah. Uh, so guess what? This is no surprise. You get special preferential treatment when you have. Well, but that uh, is also something that is available. No one is saying. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess this guy was saying it, but I think the thing that I find interesting is that once those kids are placed in those athletic departments, how is there no follow through and no one ever found out that Susie wasn't actually a yachting expert? I yeah, mean, I don't. So this will be interesting because I bet the future episodes probably address it. Um, but from what I've seen is. Some of the parents didn't want their kids knowing what was going on. Jeez. Oh, so they, the kids, so the kids are like, minute. oh, mom, got, I got in anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. So this was more about the parents than the students. Yeah, I suppose that's I true. How many? They're, you're right. They're probably in the bigger, more high profile cases that you see the rich kids who are spoiled beyond belief anyway are acting like I didn't have any idea what my rich mom and dad were doing for me. Yeah, sure. Even if you didn't, it, you're right. It doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Yeah, and and I guess this Rick Singer guy, like, 
may have started as a legitimate uh, uh, for-profit, you know, counselor advising sure. people of how to boost, you know, their resumes and, and how to get into schools. And then it just, you know, it morphed as, as I mean, power was he making, was, was this guy like making bank or was it, I mean, if he's only charging like three grand for that? No, 300, 300, oh, 500. Oh, well then, okay. And, and now, the way, so the way okay. this was set up, it gets better. So the way it was set up is he had a charitable foundation. Of course he did. And they would donate to the foundation. Sure. Which, of course, you know, they get a tax write-off, too, for that. Naturally. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit of a discount. Now I'm intrigued. I may have to watch this now. Yeah, so they, they made it to the foundation, and then I'm assuming that as a director of the foundation, you know, he got his salary out of there for whatever he wanted, which there's nothing wrong with that either. Nonprofits have to pay people that work there. Um, it's just this was his. <laughs> huh? Um, so it was pretty neat. And he claimed to have, like, you know, a 1,000 employees around the world and offices everywhere. And I don't know. He probably did have several employees. I <sighs> doubt he added a 1,000. He didn't need them. Didn't need that many. And it takes one smooth talker to create the uh, connection that you can bribe your way into a program. Um, knowing that's, a, that's a slippery slope, though, when you're trying to make that connection. Because if that connection fails with a somewhat shady coach, if the coach isn't shady, you've exposed your whole deal. Yeah, so... Again, I'm not all the way in, so I don't know the ins and outs. But the first one I saw, um, he was, uh, it was a, I think it was a rowing coach. And he, he was kind of courting him a little bit, I guess. And they, they became friends. But the corruption part hadn't come in, you know. The likable guy. He seemed to have connections everywhere. Uh, people at the university knew his name, which is scary. Wow. Um, and it, it sounded like one of the students that he was trying to push actually got in of their own accord and the coach did not push from what the records showed and the singer donated $500,000 to the rowing program. So money talks. He, he even, might, he might've, yeah. So even he, in a legitimate situation, it's hard for that coach then to overlook a half a million dollar donation yeah, he to might favor have, him the next time. Well, I was going to say he might've thought that was a bribe, uh, even if the coach didn't do it. But, yeah, now the money's flowed into the program. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was all into the program. I think, you know, a lot of these coaches got, you know, cash. Um, well, because a lot of the – if they're smaller – if it's not the football coach, if it's another sport, only the football and basketball coach at these colleges are making huge money. The rowing coach or the whatever yeah. coach is making – I mean, they're still making yeah. decent money, but they're not making a million dollars a year. No, I don't think so. Maybe. Who knows? Um, rowing's a big deal in the Ivy League schools. <laughs> I doubt I doubt that they're making <laughs> s- seven figures to coach rowing. But then again, I, uh, who knows? Yeah, but I, I, it will be interesting as, as I watch more. Again, I don't think I'll be surprised. This, I'm more surprised by the, the public reaction on this one, which, yeah. The, 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 wool, the wool must be over their There's eyes. There's always outrage over anything that ever happens. And... Well, and should they be outraged? I, yeah, probably, but should, you know, is, is anything going to change? Eh, I don't think so. There's just going to be a new way. Yeah, or maybe changes in the short term till someone can figure out how to work a new way. Well, hell, they'll just open another school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. Let's just make a more exclusive school, and I understand it won't have the long, longevity and everything, but, uh, I mean, the bottom line is there, there always seems to be a way if there's resources, and, and not to an illegal standpoint, but at a small entrepreneurial level, I mean, that's what we do as business owners. We overcome problems put in front of us, right? Um, and it takes resources to make it work, not bribes necessarily. Um, 
guess it depends what country you're in probably. Um, but there's only a few resources, you know, time, money, talent. Yeah, there really Pretty aren't too many it. other. Yeah, those are the three. <laughs> uh, any, any combination can overcome any problem. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about those three in a little more detail and, and where I see some people get held up. Um, I won't tell you who to bribe and how to bribe, uh, but we certainly uh, will help you out a little bit. And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back. We're talking about resources making things happen. We talked about the uh, Netflix documentary miniseries, Varsity Blues. Um, but I want to bring this down to, uh, you know, business level and away from illegal corruption for a little bit. Because um, the bottom line is people are trying to overcome uh, the problem of the student not having basically the talent to get into the school they wanted to. Uh, but the family did have other resources, namely money. Uh, and sometimes one will sub for another in a more above the table aspect than this. Um, but these are all you have. So I deal with a lot of successful small business owners and what they lack is time. So I, I probably have yet to find someone that has all three time, talent, and money. You're probably right. Sometimes you have one, maybe you have two. Hard to find all three. Yeah, we definitely have people with uh, talent and uh, money. Um, one led to the other, obviously, in most of the cases. Um, and they need help. So when you find yourself in a situation where you have financial resources um, and you have talent, but you flat out have no time, uh, you have no option but to spend money to buy time of someone else's. This is, this is hiring 101. This is how you know you need to hire. Um, if you have time but no money, you got to hustle. Mm-hmm. Make stuff happen. Got to work. Bootstrap. Uh, if you have no talent, I think you're screwed in this particular example, so sorry. <laughs> uh, so let's see, you'd have time and money, but no, I think that's when you spend money with con, man. You got time and money. Yeah, if you have, if you have no talent and you have plenty of money, <laughs> then you feel entitled to get what you want by paying for it. Yeah, I think you uh, dream up schemes if you have time and money on your side. So maybe, maybe you run a drug empire or something, but uh, we'll ignore that one for the time being. Um, but I would say lack of time is the, the biggest problem I see over and over and over. Uh, it's a problem for me. Oh, I agree. Um, I have the same, same issue, time management and effective uh, intentionality with my time. Well, there's that. Uh, I like that you rephrased it as intentionality because it, when you said management, my first gut was, yeah, I've, I've, I think I'm at a, a real physical limit of time. I don't care what management technique yeah. we use no, you're right. Um, between family and work and everything else, um, it's just not happening. But intentionality is right. So, so one of the things, uh, and this was Adam Whitty from Magnetic Marketing shared this with us, was to write down you know, top three objectives for the day and don't do anything else till they're done. Not not five, not ten, not fifteen objectives, but top three. And uh, when I do that consistently, which I wish I could tell you was every day, it's getting better. Uh, shit gets done. Yeah. At, at least those things. The important things. 
Now, a lot more might not get done, but yeah, they're not the most important things. I mean, it's like that matrix. You've seen the matrix, right? The important and urgent matrix. Yep. Yeah. You know, and as a business owner, you want to be spending your time in the important non-urgent tasks, but oftentimes they're in the crisis mode of urgent and unimportant. Absolutely. Um, and we get it. We get it every day here. And this is even with good staff, by the way. It, it's still just the problems are going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, you've worked in you know, micro business and you've worked for larger corporate entities as well. I'm assuming you've seen it on both sides. Yeah. And sometimes it's very similar. Other times, I mean, even in the larger businesses now, like radio or TV, you're working with so many less employees anyway. They're almost like micro businesses. They may be owned by a giant entity, but on a local level, they are micro businesses. I mean, even the radio group here in the Quad Cities where we live, when I worked there, there were 40 people in that building. There may be eight people in that building now because most of it is done from somewhere else or is directed from somewhere else. That's, that's funny. We had that question come up in, in the office here the other day while we were listening to the radio. Now, is there someone that has to listen to that station? Though? Is there someone in front of it the whole time? Like, I don't know. <laughs> there's like, ask Kevin when he comes in. More than likely, there's not, even <laughs> when there used to be in, in the Quad Cities. There's, on a couple stations, there are half the day. The rest of it, no. You can't tell, but if something goes wrong... No one's going to notice it for quite a while, probably. So let's see. That, that saved them money. They didn't have to buy as much time. They didn't have to buy as much talent. Actually, they might have spent some money. I think, well, I think the, the overall, at least what is being told to the radio community, is that we're going to consolidate our high-talent resources, like the, the, the Ryan Seacrest and the other the people, the Bobby Bones and you're going to regionalize them, so they're going to be on in lots of places because we feel like that talent is as good or better than anything we can find in your local market. I.e., we don't really want to be local. We want to be good. And I think, unfortunately, with radio, that's, that's a kiss of death. Good is great, but if you have no localness, so why do I care? So this is something Dan Kennedy would call moving money up the pyramid. Yeah. Um, yeah, the top's always going to be the top, and you know he has the percentage breakdowns of what percent is going to be super wealthy, what percent's going to be affluent, what percent's going to be poor. Mm-hmm. And that ratio, according to him, which from what I've seen is absolute true, will always remain the same. It hmm. doesn't matter what tax you put in place, what, yeah. what bailout you do. I mean, it's, it's going to re-equalize the way it is, and, and money is going to get pushed up the pyramid. You know, it's the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Yeah. Um, the gap is going to increase, you know, even if you try and legislate your way to decreasing it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it, it may backfire and even cause it to be worse. Uh, it just, it's another one of those things. It's like this admission scandal. It's just kind of the way it is. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, you agree with it or not. You need to learn to function in the environment uh, as best as you can in line with your own values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not going away. What is it? Money. What's what's the saying about money corruption? Money corrupts and absolute money corrupts absolutely. I, I Something don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I haven't had to worry about I say that. I don't have yet. that problem yet. <laughs> when I have that problem, I'll let you know. I, I have seen that, that money is definitely an amplifier. I've heard that when I've seen it. So I think that's true. It will amplify. I don't know if it changes who you are. It might make life easier, but it does. I think it amplifies who you are and your personality. Yep. And it certainly brings it to the, uh, the forefront and to the light. Um, you know, I get the benefit of dealing with a, a lot of uh, 
very successful business owners, and usually there's something that has driven them to that success, and I think that gets amplified as they get better in the business aspect. Um, and that may be a character flaw, by the way, too, in some cases. Um, but they've learned to deal with it, and it serves them all right. I'm not sure we have anything else we want to really add to this one, but if you find yourself struggling in, in time, talent, or money, one area, lean heavily on the other two that are left. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom point here. And that's not going to change. Um, if you got money and you don't have the other two, you're going to try and make up for it with money. We're going to see uh, the extremes of that obviously brought out in the news every once in a while. Uh, that's not to say the fundamental of it and behind it is a bad thing. Uh, it's just uh, the way to operate and you, you deal with what you have. Uh, if your business has time available, you hustle until you run out of time and if you did it right, you have money to buy more people's time. Um, that's it for episode 25. Stop back next week. Give you another one. We're going to shift gears a little more, and we're going to come back into the uh, entrepreneurship realm a little away from Netflix for a little bit. But uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the diversion, and, and definitely check out that show. It's uh, Once again, it is called uh, Operation Varsity Blues, the College Admissions Scandal. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.